Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. And let's go to Shelly. This is a, a good comment here. She's in Cincinnati, Ohio on line four. And welcome, Shelly. Good afternoon. Thank you, and happy birthday, Dr. Dyer, coming up soon. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's right. i got to start getting birthday wishes coming in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. This Six is more days. This I'm going to have, so happy mm-hmm. birthday. <laughs> so, um, I, even though we have never met, I consider you one of my teachers because I have been reading you and following you for a very, very long time, and you've helped me so much. Um Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Yeah. You're very welcome. And um, help me through some tough times with uh, some deaths in the family, including my husband, and just um, a, a lot of things. Um, and so here's my, here's my question, my predicament. Okay, I understand. I understand that the thoughts create a reality, and um, I get this, and I, I practice a few different um things, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Buddhism and meditation and so on. So, but here I am, I find myself in this place where my thinking has, I'm in this place of feeling slightly depressed, a little bit anxious, worried about things, and I know that it runs, this kind of stuff runs in my family, and that's why I, how I found you because I wanted to find a different way other than medication, which oh, boy. my family did, right? Go on, by and the way, so, go on my Facebook page today. And, um, yeah? And, and, and yeah, and look, it's just Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, Facebook. And uh, okay. I, have a po- I have a posting there of John Oliver and the look at uh, how we use drugs and how, how, how wh- you know, what kind of a crisis has, it has become in our culture. That yeah. the crisis isn't how much sickness there is. The crisis is really how much uh, how much energy is put into you know you need drugs for everything kind of mentality. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really and I a saw good. That it's happening it's, in my family, and mm-hmm. never I never judge never judge them. I'm like, if that's what works, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but I just knew deep down inside it wasn't my way. It wasn't my. That there was more there for me to know, even from the experiences of suffering that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I am again, believing what my thoughts are telling me, you know, uh, knowing that I'm doing some of this because of, of um, validation from other people um, and creating story in my head. And here I am again, and I'm having a hard time getting out of it this time. And I just wanted to know, I mean, I think some people can naturally do this. I naturally have this gift of faith. I, I believe in what I can't see. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed with that. But I'm not blessed with the ability to just do this naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, keep, um, keep myself from not falling off and staying there. for. What, what, what does that mean? What do you mean, Shelley? What do you mean falling off and staying? Uh, falling off? Are you talking about depression? That you're afraid? Somewhat, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can get yeah. I can get in that place of melancholy, and uh, mm-hmm. it can go there. And what's really it like quick. there? What's What's it like when you're there? Mm, it feels heavy. It feels mm. 
like I'm not being present. But we are not present, mm-hmm. right? You're either in the past or the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm not present. I'm not able to taste things that are really here and, and mm-hmm. feel them and experience them in the way that I know that, you know, yeah. they're there because and, I'm letting what is your, thing happen. What is your fear? Of, what is your fear about being there or staying there? What, what, do, what, do, you, what do you think might happen? That I won't be able to experience this because I think this is pretty magnificent. Mm-hmm. So, so you, yeah, so you live in this state of, uh, you know, when you're in that, we'll call it, you know, like that, that mild kind of depression, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's like this, that this fear that it's going to, that that that's it's going to keep you from, you know, seeing the joy and the beauty and the and the greatness of 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 every moment that you have alive. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think that it's like, wow, and I can literally feel myself clicking away, getting there by. Mm-hmm. Leaving all these negative thoughts in my head, mm. I'm like, oh, here think I it, go. Yeah. <laughs> and have you ever taken antidepressants or anything like that? Or have you ever? No. 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 So that's just not your way, it's right? Not. Yeah. Good for you. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So let let me ask you this: What is your diet like? I uh, really healthy. I I um, I do greens, I do good healthy proteins, I drink lots of water, I don't mm-hmm. do a lot of sugar, I don't do a lot of starchy carbs, I mm-hmm. do yoga three or four times a week, I meditate, my meditation mm-hmm. is off of course lately, mm-hmm. I do CrossFit two or three times a week. Do you eat gluten? I don't eat very much gluten, no I do not. Nope, I try to stay what? away from that. What does very much mean? Uh, yeah, once in a while and you again, do. If I go somewhere for a pizza and everybody's having pizza, mm-hmm. I might have a slice, but I don't do it. Yeah. I don't have any gluten in my house. No. Okay. Because, you know, there, there is just a real big time connection between, you know, mm-hmm. people who experience, quote, depression and, uh, and the use of gluten. And there's a whole chapter about that in a book called Wheat Belly. By, yeah, um, I actually know that. Bill yeah. Davis. Yeah. So that's that's something you just want to be aware of. And it sounds like you're re- really you. on the right. Yeah. Wayne, I can feel I, I, it's my thoughts. I know it's there. Mm, I know it's, yeah. You know, I get lonely. I get, you mm. know, I start worrying about if I said the wrong thing to somebody. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's those kinds of things. Or uh, am I going to lose that friendship? Uh, yeah. It's a habitual. Yeah. Yeah. It's habitual, uh, Shelley. It really is. Yeah. It's like it's programming that you've had in your subconscious mind since the time you were a very little girl. Um, mm-hmm. That almost all of us have been programmed with, which is that when certain kind of things happen in our world, or when th- situations go in a certain way, that um, <clears throat> you know you, it's normal and it's uh, it's a natural way for you to get upset, to get worried, to be afraid, to be so many of these things are just a part of our culture. But the fact of it is it's not it's not normal or natural at all. Uh, it's very unnatural. It's like it goes it goes against your original nature, which is one of happiness and kindness and gentleness and joy and being fulfilled. So when you do your meditations and when you get quiet and when you go within, you know, um, the... 
the recognition there's a there's a line that uh, that says you know it's from the it's from the it's from the bible it's from proverbs uh and it says um uh, be still be still and know that i am god you know and they say that uh, you know in the i am discourse or in uh, the impersonal self they suggest that you repeat that try to repeat that a thousand times a day be still get still and know that I am God. This is like the, a divine proclamation, you know, that uh, in the stillness you will know that you are God, that God is within you, that you you came from that, you're a piece of that. And just whenever you feel yourself getting into that, it's, I do the same thing when I, because I've got eight kids and I worry about them, this, that, and the other thing. And the minute that I start going into that, that space within, I just remind myself to be still, get very still and quiet and know and know that I am God. Know it within you. And that once you know that, you have that recognition of that, and that becomes your natural, uh, habitual way of, of acting and reacting. Um, you'll see that, uh, that all of that other programming that you have in there, that, you know, that worry and fear and anxiety and stress, and that these are all things that, uh, you know, that, that are, you know, that come up given certain circumstances in your life. But, uh, I always, I've always said it since as long as I can remember. Circumstances do not make them a person; they reveal them. You know, whatever circumstances that you find in your life that you're concerned about, they don't make you. They don't determine you. Your circumstances don't make who you are. They just reveal. They reveal the kinds of ways that you have had of processing, you know, life's events. And uh, and when you change that, and you can change that by getting still and getting quiet and getting peaceful. I want to send and you a even copy. Even if of, it's my programming, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the way that you change your subconscious programming is by not only recognizing when you have one of those thoughts, and then after you recognize that you have one of those thoughts, to uh, to say it out loud, um, to correct it. You can say to yourself, Shelley, there you did it again. You just had that kind of a thought. And the, then the third step to, to really rechange the, the subconscious programming is to make amends, is to uh, to, to change that you know that way of uh, of responding so that um, you go back and if you if you said something nasty to somebody that you didn't mean to say you go back and you apologize or you let them know because once you've made amends you know and that's part of the whole recovery program is you know is to make amends to go back into and, and then it solidifies i've told that story about when i was in turkey uh, many many times on the radio show so i won't now but what i did is i went back and uh, and uh, made amends to someone that I had had a thought, a thought about, and I hadn't even said anything to this person. Um, but I went, I, I, I took the steps to go backwards, go back into that laboratory in, in Turkey, explain, uh, not explain anything, but, but put some money in this person's hands and thank him for being there offering instead of my having the thought about why is somebody always there looking for a handout, uh, which is an old subconscious programming. And then, and since that moment, since that happened, that was uh, 2012, uh, September the 30th, um, every time I've ever seen somebody uh, standing there looking for a tip for something, I send a blessing instead of a, a critical come. I changed my subconscious programming. What you and that's how you do it. really helped me a lot, Dr. Dyer, because I realized that a lot of these things, like the fear I have or if I upset somebody or did something, most mm. of the time I did not, but there's that fear there. But I just realized, and I can't really go back and make amends because I don't really think I did anything. I'm just worried about it. 
what and I you can do is you. reach out to them, right? Right. I reach out right. to them and just tell them how much they mean to me. Give them, give them a rose. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and oh, do something you know, kind for them. Oh, um, exactly. All this with compassion. Yeah. And, and, for, and forgive yourself. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of thing I do it all the time, especially when I have any ne- negative thought towards anyone, no matter what it is. I, st- I try to stop myself, correct the thought, and then let me see if I can do something to change this, turn this around. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I love the idea of, of being in a restaurant and having a waiter that uh, you, is kind of surly and so on uh, and using it as, as an opportunity for me to see if I can just really turn them around and see them happy. There's somebody mm-hmm. that works here at this building that I, uh, I'm in some of the time when I stay here on Maui and he never smiles he never and he always looks like he's angry and I always very often I'll walk by him and I used to think well have I said something have I done something and then I just investigated a little bit about who this person was and I understood he had a little speech impediment and he says he's kind of uncomfortable with that and and so on so now whenever I see him I give him a high five one day I you know he works in you know in helping things around here one day I put a hundred dollar bill on his hand and and thanked him for just being there you know cleaning things up for us nicely and and guess what? Today, every time he sees me, this great big smile, and he's happy, you know, mm-hmm. just to see me, uh, rather than my going around thinking, did I say something to make this guy upset? I don't think I ever did, Hi. but why doesn't he ever look at me? Why is he always so angry? And now we're buddies, you know? To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.